0: Metallica, here they come, the kings of metal! That's the power
1: of To license
0: For sure Just let it Just let it shine through Just let you
2: Welcome to another Metal Up Your Podcast radio. This is Ethan, and uh, I'm all by my lonesome self here in the back of the tour bus, uh, so excuse the little noise if you hear it. I do my best to keep it quiet back here. Anyways, I'm still on the road. Uh, I'm not sure if Clint's at home or on the road or not, actually. Where are you, Clint? Clint? Clint. Anyways, uh, I'm in uh, College Station, Texas. I'm here at the Texas A&M University campus, playing at the theater here tonight, Uh, so I'm just... uh, awkwardly watching a bunch of college kids walk by the tour bus right now it's kind of weird but um i feel real old i'll say that um anyways uh this is going to be a fun little radio episode i figured what i would do instead of taking any kind of theme or something uh i thought it'd be fun just to kind of throw out random songs that aren't at all metal that maybe uh you might dig you know stuff that isn't even associated with metallica in any way that i can think of um Yeah, I thought it'd be kind of fun, stuff that I've discovered over the years that kind of expanded my horizon a bit on music, Um, opened my mind up a little bit, if you will, and uh, yeah, I think it'd be really fun, I hope you guys enjoy it, I hope you guys like the songs I'm going to play, and maybe you'll hear something you dig and go check out their catalog, their back catalog, their front catalog, their future catalog, any catalog they released, Uh, who knows, maybe even their sport coat catalog. (laughs) Bad joke. Anyways, uh, um, let's see. Where am I at today? I'm at College Station tomorrow. I'm going to be in San Antonio uh, as you're listening to this. Then I'll be heading out west. I'm actually going back home to California for uh, about a week of shows. Get to see some family. That'll be fun. Um, a listener named Joey Ursic came to a show the other night. That was fun. to catch up with him and uh, talk some Metallica and stuff like that. So, yeah, if any guys are planning on coming to these uh, Need to Breathe shows, let me know and uh, look at Clint's schedule. And if you're going to Rodney Atkins' show, say hi to him. Give him a hug for me. The next few weeks are going to be remote because I'm on the road until April 18th, I believe. Um, but anyways, let's get uh, let's get into some music. What do you say? Uh, I'm going to start with a band called The Helicopters. And if you haven't heard them, they are a Swedish band. And they are super cool. I discovered them when I was in Scandinavia. I think I was in Norway in a little record store. And they have an album called By the Grace of God. And it's such a cool album cover. It's like this cool animated cloud with just a lightning bolt coming out from, from the bottom of it. And to me, it just looked very classic, just kind of very rock and roll. And that's what they are. They're a very straight-up rock and roll band. Um, I hope you dig it as much as I do, because hearing this band and this record in particular really made me want to go back and check out their other records. And, uh, yeah, kick-ass band. Uh, If you are from Scandinavia, I'm sure you know about them, or from Europe. Or maybe if you just like good music, you know about them. But if you haven't, whatever, check it out. This is The Helicopters with Carry Me Home. About that one, pretty kick ass, right? They gotta get that record, or you know, I hate to promote Spotify, but maybe go check it out on Spotify. And if you like it, then go purchase it on iTunes or something, or maybe find a vinyl or CD, whatever the format uh, of your choice is. Um, <clears throat> I hope you dug it. The whole record is great, The are great guitar tones, great drum sounds. I love the production of the whole thing, and just kind of a balls of the wall rock and roll. I totally dig it. Um, I'm gonna move on with something that uh, I still kind of consider newer, even though they've been a band for a while. But I discovered them on a Tour in 2011. They were playing the uh, same stage as I was on that tour. And uh, they were a two-piece band, and that's what kind of caught my attention. I, was, I remember packing up my drums one day after we played our set, and I looked over, and they started just making all this noise, and it sounded huge, and it sounded like there was a bass player. And I, all, my jaw was on the floor. I was just like, who are these guys? They're a band called Middle Class Rut. They're from Sacramento, California, I believe. Um, And they are, I'm not kidding, they're one of the coolest bands, I think. You know, the two-piece thing, you know, with the white stripes got kind of popular. A lot of bands are doing it. And I thought these guys were great at what they do with with this stuff. Um, If you haven't checked them out, I mean, you really need to. They're really cool. Um, This record is called No Name, No Color. And the song I'm going to play you um, is this song called um, Busy Being Born and uh this is one of the songs it's an opening track of the record this is what they opened with live and i was just i don't know it's just cool and and this one i'd say is slightly more mellow even though they're you'll see what i'm talking about they're a loud band but uh they've got some cool somewhat mellow stuff but i mean it's still big guitars and um i wouldn't call it even really a ballad but uh i don't know there's some great stuff great hooks great melodies you know like i said big tones i love watching the drummer he was a fantastic drummer Anyways, enough of my uh, terrible explanation of this song. <laughs> uh, you just gotta list it for yourself. This is Busy Being Born uh, by Middle Class Rut. talking about they're just good they're such a good band that's a two-piece and I remember I remember talking to uh, the guitar player back then uh, just kind of asking him what his signal chain was as far as getting a low bass tone coming through and he told me that he basically has like an octaver on with just the low end turned on so it's an octave below what a guitar plays and he runs that signal straight into a bass amp Um, there's a little more to it I think it's been a long time but it was something along those lines and man it sounded so good They did such a good job of uh, making a two-piece sound like a three, maybe even a four-piece band. You know, he had two guitar amps and a bass amp, playing through all of them at the same time. Definitely check that band out. Um, Now, this next band I wanted to talk about is, uh, I'm friends with them. I've known them for years, and uh, this is actually a recording by Mr. Paul Paul Moak. This is a band called House of Heroes. I've known these guys for a long time. We've toured together. I love all their records. Anything they've put out over the years has been fantastic. They're kind of on a hiatus now. They did one show last year for a 10th anniversary thing of another record. Um, but Paul did this record with them called Cold Hard Want. And this was actually the record that me and Paul became friends on. Because I came into that record um, just coming and documenting it. Uh, they kind of hired me to come in and shoot photos, video, things like that. And I had a blast. And that was kind of me and Paul's introduction um, and Devin as assistant. Um, that's kind of the, the spark that ignited, as, as they say, uh, into our, you know, long standing relationship as friends and and you know collaborators and you know making records together all that stuff so i've got to thank house of heroes for uh, the intro to paul and, and making this happen but anyways house of heroes is such a great band the record that paul did is called cold hard want if you get it all the photos on it are in the vinyl and stuff for all the photos i did for them um it's such a great record paul killed it with this one his whole team did the tones are great uh, the songwriting's amazing Uh, Tim, the singer, Tim Skipper, he's got an incredible voice. They're all great musicians. It's just insane. Um, But uh, yeah, I wanted to play you one of my favorite tracks from the record produced by Paul Moak called Cold Hard Want. This is a song called Touch This Light. Not bad, eh? Yeah, mate. Not bad at all. Uh, well, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Again, check out House of Heroes' uh, catalog, because they got some incredible records. Um, just fantastic stuff. I mean, I think their last record was just about two or three years ago that came out. Um, they haven't really put out anything since, but uh encourage you 100% to go check them out. Um, the next thing I'm going to do, I'm going to take it down a little notch, just a, just a little bit, or maybe a lot, actually. Um, I want to play uh, one of my favorite artists that hasn't done a record in quite a while, Jacob Dylan, uh, and it is Bob Dylan's son. Actually, he was a singer of the Wallflowers. If you haven't heard that band, they're an amazing rock band. Um, but yeah, Jacob Dylan decided to do two solo records. Um, one called "Seen Things," one called "Women and Country." And uh, "Seen Things" was his first one, and I fell in love with it right away. It's very mellow. Um, I believe Rick Rubin did it, actually, or no, T Bone Burnett, maybe, whatever. One of those two did it um and it it's such a great record very stripped down uh minimal effects on it, minimal instrumentation various very simple songs very kind of folk country um and this is one of my favorite tracks on it i love this song uh instantly when i first heard it i mean it's fantastic i picked up the vinyl got it digitally i just i just love this record so much and i hope you guys dig it too this is jacob dylan with the valley of the low sun
3: We'd feel much better if we sunk this treasure and we laid our armor down. Now these precious metals, these captain's letters, are no use to us now in the day we struggle with fatigue much greater than any offer was. We bow down in worship, these bandits and cowboys unable to hold their own guns. Now I know that soldiers are not paid to think that something is making us sick. Onward. Steady, able and young in the valley of the low, low sun. When the shade we wander along our highway, shoulder out into the back of beyond. Burning the daylight into a pastime that's too wise to come more than once. With boom, boom, thunder? Ain't no sleep coming out mine in this slippery world Of snow-covered beaches, junkyards of diesel And bombers named after girls On bridges of black ice that I built for the rush It's a new kind of beast getting up. Stranger than fiction, speaking in tongue In the valley of the low, low sun I Hold on for the slow turning Smoke if you got them, boys This is bottom hiding out down under the stairs Tomorrow has come like it's drunk on the blood The men who have dared to be there As it keeps on grinding its way up around the sun As cool water crashes down to the masses bootlegged and bottled like rum My dreams are humble and lean as arrows In streetwise ready and fair As we bum-rush the ages tied to the rails Our high seas not fit to be sailed Whatever we've taken does feel like heaven, but baby we just look like hell. Now act like you mean it. Where paradise was in the valley of the low low sun. Act like you mean it. Where paradise was in the valley of the low low sun.
2: great stuff right you like if you like mellow stuff acoustic very simple these two jacob dylan Dill, dylan records are, are are the records for you and uh like i said seeing things the first one is just great um you heard a good example of that with valley of the low sun uh and for the next song what i want to do is uh take it back further in time but take it up a notch a little bit um play some elvis costello because i'm a huge elvis costello fan uh little fun fact actually when my wife and i were dating uh or actually, it would have been before we were dating. Actually, we uh, I, the first date I took her on was in Long Beach, California, uh, to the Performing Arts Center there to see Elvis Costello with uh, Phantom Planet opening. And if you guys know Phantom Planet, that was Jason Schwartzman's old band; he was the drummer in, and uh, he was still playing drums at the time. We got to see him. And what was so fun about that night is we went out to dinner, got went to Will Call, and got our tickets first, then went and grabbed dinner real quick, and we came back, and I show my ticket to the usher and they kept pointing me down to where my seats were. I think I bought like 10th or 11th row seats or something like that. I splurged, you know, it was my first date trying to press my future wife. And we get down there I get to like the 10th row and they're like, no, no, keep going. Keep going, man. Your tickets are down there and pointing towards like the stage. And I was like, uh, what's going on here? So we ended up, I don't know how it happened. They gave us uh, whether it was the wrong tickets. No one ever told us or came down and had us move. Or maybe those seats weren't sold and they just upgraded us. But we ended up dead center, second row, five feet from Elvis Costello. And it was one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. Uh, Him and the Impostors is his band. And man, it was incredible. And Elvis Costello has an insane catalog. I mean, he himself has released something crazy, like 40 plus records, 40 or 50 records. He's done the collaborative records. Um he has spanned all sorts of genres he's done reggae stuff he's done rock he's done ballads he's done country he did a whole country record he recorded in nashville back in the day and and, i mean he's just very very prolific and you guys know him out there you know what i'm talking about but uh i'm gonna play one of his most famous songs just in case you've never heard Elvis costello this will kind of give you a good intro to him but this is a song called what's so funny about peace love and understanding All right. I hope you like that Elvis Costello with peace, love and understanding. Um, yeah, that's a good example. I think of just a classic Elvis Costello song. Like I said, his, his style has changed so much over the years. He's gone back to old school sound. He's done countries and all sorts of things. So, it's a tough one to, to dive deep into. If you've never heard Elvis Costello before, I'd suggest even just starting with a best of or something, because every record is, is, is a bit different. Um, but you know, you might find some songs that you've heard before. He had a couple big hits, you know, in the '80s. Every day I write the book. He had watching the detectives, Allison, all sorts of huge huge songs. <laughs>
1: Hey, it's Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast, and we hope you're enjoying the Metal Tales from the Road series. If you've been keeping up with us, then you already know that we've covered every stop on the 2018 2018- 2019 North American Arena Tour, and we look forward to catching up with all of our European friends later this year on the stadium tour overseas. And there's more! After the stadium tour, we are continuing the Metal Tales series for any Metallica show in the past. Maybe you saw one of the Orion festivals. Maybe you were at the Channel in 1984 and Cliff Burton bought you a beer. Maybe you were at one of the 30th anniversary shows, or you just saw a regular-ass show in North Dakota somewhere. We want to hear from you. Since Ethan and I started Metal Up Your Podcast, we've wanted to find a way for listeners to call in and share their stories. Well, this is it. To make yourself eligible for a future or past Metal Tales episode, please consider joining us on Patreon. For $5 a month, you not only get to come on the show as a guest, You also get both of our Cover Our World Black NDPs, monthly giveaways like deluxe box sets, rare vinyl, posters, and other goodies. You get early access to our YouTube videos, and we also let you ask our guests, like Ray Burton, Michael Wagner, Hailstorm, members of Slipknot, your very own questions. For what essentially amounts to two cups of coffee a month, You can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast continues to grow in quality and content. For any of you on the ride with us, we love you, we thank you, peace, and adios.
2: So, we're going to take a break now and do our little AMA. So, Clint was. Heading over to Instagram, grabbing questions from there. I'm doing all the Facebook uh, questions here. And um, I think we got more. We, In general, we get more activity over on Instagram and Twitter and stuff like that. But, um, hey, it's Kagan. You want to be on my show real quick? Come to, Come here. Come here. Kagan. He doesn't want to be on the show, folks. I was going to ask him if he wanted to play a song on the radio episode. And he could have chosen anything. Although, that might have been a, a, a good call that he left. Because I recently found out that he only listens to, like, new country <laughs> <laughs> and really bad stuff though so maybe that was a smart thing that he left the room anyways um so yeah clint's taking over uh we taking all the questions from instagram and stuff and i'm doing all the facebook stuff so we have a little less activity over here on facebook but we still got some questions nonetheless i'm gonna go through them and our first question is from our good friend sarah sobeck she says, best movie soundtrack of all time. And this is this is crazy. So I'm going to say real quick, Aaron Ginther chimed in and said, I'll take this one, The Lost Boys. Aaron isn't wrong. It, I, maybe, I'm, maybe not fully right, but it's a great soundtrack. And it, also, if you haven't seen The Lost Boys, it's incredible. Kiefer Sutherland, the, the Coreys are in it. Um, Bill S. Preston is in it from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Come on. Alex, uh, what's his last name? Blah, blah, blah. I can't think of the top of my head. Anyways, um yeah, he's in it. A great, great movie, great soundtrack. Um Sarah also chimed in and said it's tied with Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's a great, great soundtrack. Um she says she has both on vinyl. Very cool. I'm gonna say off the top of my head, it maybe not the best, but one of I think the best movie soundtracks of all time is The Karate Kid, part one, which I do own on vinyl. I'm sure most of you were maybe thinking I was going to choose the Rocky four soundtrack. Cause that's a pretty damn good one too. Obviously I have the tiger. It's got no easy way out. Um, double or nothing. It's got James Brown's living in America, but, um, the karate kid soundtrack's amazing. I mean, mostly you've got some good Peter Cetera on there. You've got banana Rama's cruel summer, which is such a great song. So yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the karate kid soundtrack. Um, uh, Alex and, uh, Dick also, uh, chimed in and said, uh, days in confused soundtrack. That's another good one. There's another good one that had a lot of metal mashups back in the day. I think it was the, the less than zero had a bunch of Slayer and stuff on it, but there was one, uh, ah, I'm gonna have to look it up. Uh, maybe I'll, ch- uh, you know, chime in at the end here and tell you what it was. There was, it was like the first time metal and like hip hop really mashed up. Like it was post anthrax public enemy, I think, but very cool. Nonetheless, um, Juan Carreno says, if you could live anywhere, job and money being no obstacle, uh, would you live in the USA or some other country? If in the U S would you stay in Nashville or move to another city? And why? Uh, well, job and money were no obstacle. Um, I think I would honestly, I'd love to live in New Zealand. I think it's one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen. The weather's amazing. It is more beautiful than Australia. No offense, Australia. Uh, it's just magical. There's something about it. Um, it's just crazy. Uh, they also don't have all the um, deadly creatures that Australia has. You know, if you're going down that far, you don't have to deal with deadly creatures like box jellyfish and stuff. <clears throat> but um, I'd say yeah, maybe New Zealand or maybe even like uh, Norway is amazing. I love Norway. Maybe not in the wintertime, but summertime in Norway. Oh, honey, <laughs> please. It's gorgeous up there. You can, like, jump in the water. There's some jellyfish. You just watch out for them. Then get back up on the ladder, jump in again, do some walks, eat some waffles. Oh, honey, please. Uh, in the U.S., um, let's see. I mean, I love Nashville. I would maybe stay in Nashville, but um, uh, maybe, I don't know, like maybe go to the Bay Area in California. where my wife is from, the Oakland area. I love it up there. Um, maybe Washington State on the coast would be cool you know south of seattle and stuff um somewhere between portland and seattle would be pretty amazing on the coast like coos bay or something Uh, love it up there um here we go let's see ernesto de la rosa says uh hank williams three do you listen to him and if so what are your thoughts on his music and his music background we all know him by the by his name uh, who he is, but I'm talking about his love for punk and metal, and it isn't kind of spoo- uh, and isn't it kind of spooky how much he looks and sounds like his grandpa? You are correct; it is spooky and weird. He looks a ton like his grandpa, who of course is Hank Williams Senior. Um, I've gotten a little bit into Hank 3's music. Um, he, he loves Satan. <laughs> it's so sometimes it, it gets a little much for me. It's a little weird. I know. I also know in, in real life he 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 collects like weird. Satanic and like old racist stuff, which is kind of effed up in my opinion. Like, like he, I, from what I've heard, this is all, you know, from a maybe credible source. I don't know. But he collects like old KKK memorabilia and weird stuff like that, like burnt crosses, which I think is just super messed up. I don't know why you'd want him to collect that stuff. But so, you know, I've heard a little bit of his music and, and, you know, I love that he's, he's kind of like the outlaw of the Williams family and, um, you know he's got some cool stuff I, I do love that you know he's into punk rock and metal and all that stuff you know i prefer his grandfather's music but i mean it's cool that he, he looks like him he sounds like him um you know I, his sister holly is is a, is a friend and, and uh, her husband chris is a good friend of mine too and uh they're sweethearts and holly makes great music as well if you get a chance check out holly williams um that is uh, hank three's sister uh all right bob o'rourke any relation to Beto? um he says the misfits danzig era or graves era both have their merits well i'm going 100 percent danzig era i'm sorry um michael graves was was cool but you know it's i don't know to me that's an easier decision than even you know van hagar or lee roth era of van halen i like those both um but on this one, I'm going 100%. Danzig era, I have to. It just that's there that was the spark of that band and the chemistry they had, and I don't think that was uh it didn't come close in uh, the Graves era, in my opinion. Um, Anya, friend Anya from across the pond, um, she says, uh, "Tell us about your photography." Well, I take a camera and I hit a button and a picture appears, and then uh, that's kind of how it works. So there you go. Thanks, Anya. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I don't do photography as much as I used to. I used to do it quite a bit. Um, it was almost like a second job at one point. I was doing a lot of band photography, stuff like that, and I kind of got a little burnout on it, uh, the band thing especially. It was just, it just got to be very, I don't know, monotonous, I guess, and uh, a little soul sucking. Um, I was doing some weddings, and those aren't really the funnest, <laughs> you know, especially when, you know, I'm assisting a friend who's a wedding photographer and, you know, the, conservative southern family staring at me shooting photos of their kids and i'm covered in tattoos and whatever but uh i wasn't wearing like metallica shirts to weddings or anything i, I dress nice and look sharp and stuff but yeah you know i still do it from time to time i, I it's mostly just kind of a passion project for me right now if i i, I feel like i want to do something or um maybe help a friend out or something like that i'm happy to do it i just recently photographed it it's, maybe it may sound kind of boring but I just photographed my friend and her dog <laughs> a few weeks ago because her dog's getting older she wants some good photos with her and her dog you know in case you know not in case the day that comes where her dog passes away so you know i help out friends like that but um yeah if you want to see stuff i've done you can just go to my website ethanluck.com and go to portfolio and there's a couple different menu options you can look at black and white stuff color stuff yeah all sorts of stuff on there um Andy brown says when are you going to record your next record will it be reggae or a different genre good question andy um I don't know when I'm recording. I just kind of started writing it, and what I've written so far definitely has a reggae influence to it. But I'm trying something new, and uh, not new, but something new for me, I guess. I don't know. A little more upbeat. Um, I guess almost trying to have a bit of reggae influence, a bit of punk rock influence, a bit of even like... Dance influence. Not I don't think dance like pop, but like, uh, I don't know, go listen to like the Clash song, The Magnificent Seven. You'll see what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I don't know when I'm going to record it. No plans as of yet, but uh, since I'm on the road, you know, I do get a lot of downtime, which is nice. Uh, I will be uh, continuing to write songs for it. I even thought about maybe releasing two EPs, you know, doing one that's just kind of my punk rock stuff and one kind of my reggae stuff. So we'll see where it goes. I'm just going to keep writing. See what comes out, uh, and we will see. Maybe uh, we can. Me and Clint can get around to writing a song together for this next release too. We tried last time; it didn't work out, but uh, we'll make it happen. Um, thanks, Andy. Uh, Angelo Gonzalez says on the covers EP: Were there any songs that were harder uh, than initially thought, or had parts you didn't realize uh, were more complicated, etc., uh, than they seem? Um, not really, you know. And being that I kind of did reggae versions of the Metallica tunes. I simplified the songs essentially you know i cut out some of the leads um i I made them pretty basic you know i just kind of played the chords when i arranged them and then put my reggae feel on it different beats stuff like that so it really wasn't terribly hard um sometimes you got to change some chords to fit if you're doing a melody a little differently and stuff or like you know when i did sanitarium you know i did it in a major key instead of e minor i did it in g and so that was a little tough i had a Changed the chords a lot so uh, it wasn't hard per se it just you know took a little extra thinking and you know I was happy with the results on both of those but thanks for asking um, Jason Bark says is that reverb up to 11 which he's referring to the photo that I posted it's a picture of one of my amp setups at home with a new reverb tank I got on there and um, at one point it was turned up to as loud as it would go unfortunately not 11 but wherever the top one goes that's where it went Uh, Brian Ward says What kind of drum set Do you have Uh, What would be your dream kit Honestly I don't really have A dream kit If they're loud And they sound good I'm in That's cool Um, I have two drum sets Uh, I used to be endorsed By a company called D-Drum Based in Florida They do a lot of metal uh, Drummers But they kind of At the time Expanding into rock And country And so I got set up with them Through a, a friend named John Who played drums In this band called Copeland and uh, they were very generous, sent me a couple kits. Um, and I still have one of them. It's like a kind of a cream white color I use. That's kind of my practice kit at home, and if I ever play out. I uh, now have a 1974, I think, or 72. I think it's a 74. 74 uh, Ludwig Blue Sparkle Kit, which I love. It sounds great. I got that through my friend Andy. Um got him Andy Butcher. He has an Instagram account called The Drum Tamer. If you guys are ever looking for drums, uh, and he'll ship and stuff too. He uh, he's always kind of, he's a drum tech. Goes on the road, always trying to buy cheap drums and fix them up and resell them. So, yeah, check out the Drum Tamer. That's where I got my kit through. Uh, Michael A. Barron says, "What songs would be most interesting uh, to hear with the Symphony for SNM two that weren't on the first one?" Um. Well, we kind of did a whole episode about this, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there again that I think the Unforgiven trilogy would be my dream to to have that. Um, it would just be historic. I think people will talk about that for years to come be amazing um fade to black sanitarium um re- but realistically my i think my number one vote that i hope gets on snm2 which i'm i'm feeling like it's going to happen is uh, the unforgiven three um and also i'd say good runner up um halo and fire that would be awesome what are yours? Email us and let, it, let us know. Um, he also says, also, since you're from California, do you have any tips slash hints for visiting the Bay Area? Well, book a flight or drive. That's a, that's a, my first tip. <clears throat> Walking would take a long time. Um, I'm a huge fan of the Bay Area. My wife is from there. I spent, I've spent years up there. It was like a second home to me. Um, Oakland is one of my favorite places in the world. And I highly suggest you go there. Lots of great food there and in San Francisco. I mean, it, you, you can get back and forth. Between the two cities, you know, decent amount of time on the BART train. Unless it's like rush hour time. That train little, runs a little slow from time to time. But um, there's so much, some great stuff to do up there. I mean, get seafood while you're there. Go check out the pier. Do the touristy stuff, but also get into Oakland. Get into Berkeley. There's a lot of great stuff in Berkeley. Um, one of the best record stores, uh, Rasputin's, is up there. There's also an Amoeba in Berkeley. Um, yeah, all sorts of great stuff. You, 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 anyone hasn't visited the Bay Area, you got to go. It's pretty expensive, but um, it's worth worth checking out. The weather's always perfect there, too, by the way. Um, well, unfortunately, that concludes the, uh, the AMA here. To ask me anything, these are all the questions we got. It was a little bit shorter than maybe the last one. I'm sure Clint's will be longer, but uh, thank you to everyone who submitted questions. I really appreciate it. And we're going to jump back into some music now. And uh, let's see what should I play next here. I got my list in front of me. Uh, I'm going to you know, play another friend's uh, old band. We, Me and Clint have talked about it, my friend John Davis quite a bit. He was in a band called Super Drag, and uh, one of their records, which kind of became their cult classic record, I think it's a flawless record, not one bad track on it. I can't get enough of this record. Even though he's my friend, I still listen to this thing all the time. They got it on vinyl. It's great. It's a, a record called Head Trip in Every Key. And I'm going to play you a song, and it's one of my favorites, called Sold You an Alibi. Check it out. good I'm telling you john is a crazy good songwriter he's always writing stuff he has a new band that i play live with which isn't often that they play shows but he has a newer band with brandon who was in super drag called the leaves of memory and uh, <clears throat> that's a fantastic band they got three records out one of which is a double album he's already written like 14 songs for another record he the dude just won't stop writing like i i try really hard to write 10 songs in a year <laughs> if I'm lucky. And John like mows the lawn and comes in the house with like five new songs. So pretty crazy. Um, anyways, uh, let's get, let's take it up a notch. I'm going to get into something a little more punk rock. One of my favorite all time punk bands. They've been around for a long time. They're veterans at this point, bad religion. If you haven't gotten into them, they're fantastic. Very political. Um, Greg Graffin is a super nice dude. I met him at a festival in Australia years ago called Soundwave, um jay the bass player is super nice all those guys are super nice um and they're a fantastic live band i mean they're they're in their late 40s early 50s at this point point. you know probably close to metallica's age i mean it started in the late 70s and man they uh just have am- amazing records they've put out a ton of them they got really popular uh kind of in the 80s and the 90s and they're still sellout clubs all over the world um but i'm gonna play my favorite song off the record called process of belief and it's Probably one of their biggest songs now. They always close with it, but it instantly was one of my favorite songs when I got this record years ago when it came out. It's a song called Sorrow. rock you should have liked that you didn't i don't know what's wrong with you kind of has a reggae vibe in the verse too in the intro it's pretty cool um all right moving right along uh let's see i got three left to choose from what am i gonna choose i'm kind of torn right here i'm all out of faith actually let's keep it in the punk rock world um probably one of the most iconic punk bands of all time if not the most iconic uh, I mean, they changed the game on everything. They're the reason that the Clash became a band, put it that way. The Clash heard these guys and said, We can play like that. And they formed the fucking Clash. Come on. Um, I'm talking about the Ramones, of course. You know, most iconic logo, look, the leather jackets, the jeans, I mean, low guitars, downstrokes. Everything about them is great. Um, <clears throat> now, I'll play something from like their 80s catalog. Uh, this is a song called The KKK Took My Baby Away. And. If you know anything about the Ramones, we've seen the documentary called End of the Century. Uh, they talk about this song uh, because Joey Ramone, the singer, was a, a very liberal, liberal guy. And Johnny Ramone, the guitar player, was super conservative. And at one point, uh, Joey had, I'm sorry, uh, Johnny had stolen Joey's girlfriend, started dating her. And then so Joey wrote a song called The KKK Took My Baby Away. <laughs> <laughs> anyways i think it's a great song great melodies they almost had this like 50s sound to them but it was punk and new york and it's very cool so anyways if uh if you like this then get some more Ramon stuff man they they're one of those few bands that in their entire career never really changed their sound it's very few bands that can do that and be successful out at acdc being one of them um yeah they never really went off into left field they never had a sand anger they never had a load or a reload they just did the ramones and they did it perfect their whole career Anyways, this is the KKK took my baby away. second to last track. Here we go. This is an artist that I love who's put out all sorts of music over the years. Um I'm talking about Dave Bazan. Uh if you don't know him, he's amazing. And specifically, I'm going to p- play you a page of the lion song off of an album called Control, which my friend Aaron Sprinkle uh helped engineer and produce in Seattle. This is probably Dave Bazan's uh I'd say most iconic record or fan favorite. It's just amazing. Uh, he was always a very kind of clean guitar guy on most of his records before this, and this one like got more distorted and heavier, and it was really cool. <clears throat> the Song I'm gonna play isn't very heavy, but it's definitely a, a, I think a beautiful song. He just done solo records. He had a project called Headphones, all sorts of stuff. Um, he's just heavily involved in music, and there's even a, a Kickstarter that uh, came out a while back uh, to raise funds to help finish a documentary about him. So. If you haven't gotten into Pair of the Lion or any of Dave Bazan's stuff, I highly encourage you to. Um, it's very, you know, slightly depressing music, but I love it. It's very heartfelt. Um, he writes just cool melodies and all that stuff. I dig it. I hope you like it. Um, this is one of my favorite songs off of Control. It's called uh, Priest and Paramedics. <laughs> All right, it is time to wrap up my Metal People Podcast Radio episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, all the songs I played. I got one more left, by the way. Um, just to recap, uh, we had Bad Religion Sorrow. We had Super Drag Soldier and Alibi. Via the Low Sun by Jacob Dylan. Touch This Life by House of Heroes. Busy Being Born um, by Middle Class Rutt. We had Carry Me Home by The Helicopters. What's So Funny About Peace, Un- Peace Love, and Understanding by Elvis Costello. Priest and Paramedics by Dave Bazant course uh, KKK took my baby away by the Ramones all sorts of good stuff in there I hope you guys dug it I got one more left to, to close it out with but before we do earlier I was talking about that soundtrack where there was crossover like uh, hard rock and hip-hop bands kind of coming together for a soundtrack it was driving me crazy the whole time I looked it up it's a movie called Judgment Night and it had some awesome stuff Helmet with House of Pain Teenage Fan Club and De La Soul Living Color and Run DMC Biohazard and Onyx Slayer and Ice-T uh, Faith No More and the Booyah Tribe Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill, Mud Hunting's Sir Mix-A-Lot, Dinosaur Jr. and Dell the Funky Homo Sapien, Therapy and Fatal, and then lastly, it was Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill. So, pretty cool thing to check out. Go look at that. Judgment Night soundtrack. And uh, I'm going to leave you with a song that uh, just came out as a single. The whole record's not even out yet, and it's another Paul Mook recording. It's something that I played on, and I'm really excited that this is getting released into the world, because I think this girl made an amazing record. This is my friend Anna Rose. I got to play guitar and uh, lap steel on her record, and uh, hopefully I'll get to be out doing shows with her soon because she needs to get out there promoting this record. So look to- uh, into the future, and hopefully I'll be out there playing with her and you guys can come to shows and see what a great, fantastic singer she is. I know that uh, Sarah and Pete Sobeck, when we were in uh, New York one time, uh, we, we all met up, and Anna came down, so they've met her and checked out her music. But look, at, listen to her other records. They're great, but she's got a new record coming out i don't know the date yet but the single came out and it's called nobody knows i'm here and it's such a cool song uh you'll hear some steel guitar right at the beginning that's me and uh me and paul play guitar on this one i got him nathan sexton on drums and i got him matt pearson on bass um yeah anna rose follow her on social media anna rose music and go back and listen to all these songs again uh write them down and whatever uh check out some of these artists maybe you'll find something else from this artist that you like about another artist who knows this will take you down a rabbit hole that's the goal right but anyways hope you'll have a good week and uh we'll see you next week all right adios